ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus our Lord. <coughs> Pardon me, and our Savior. To family, friends, and foes. And yes, even to foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial. Family evangelistic service family members. My beloved, uh, this is Daniel White the third uh, president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible episode number 593 if you will where I simply read the Holy Bible <coughs> in the King James Version each day in chronological order <coughs> Pardon me. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true nonfiction story. And to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today we are reading. Proverbs eleven twenty two through thirty one. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Even though many of your preachers, many of the so-called preachers and so-called Christians have fallen away and as has been reported, don't even believe your holy word anymore. But, or at all, or never have believed it uh, but be that as it may your holy word is true and our disobedience of your holy word has caused us to be in the disastrous situation that we're in right now the whole country ought to be uh, stated by the president 
a disaster zone. And Holy Father God in the whole world as well because the people in the church have either never been saved or have fallen away in every sense of the word and so Holy Father God I praise you however for your love your grace and your mercy your Holy Son the Lord Jesus Christ your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word and for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have indeed bestowed upon us down through the years and Holy Father God I pray Lord and I thank you for salvation and spiritual family and life financial and material protection and provision mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years and uh, Holy Father God I pray Lord today that you would have mercy and grace upon those of us who are saved for Jesus Christ's sake please forgive us of our sins our faults and our failures as we from our hearts by your grace forgive those who have sinned against us <clears throat> And Holy Father God, I pray wash and cleanse our hearts, our minds, our souls, our spirits, our consciences in the precious blood of Christ and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. Create within us a pure heart and a right spirit. Deliver us, Lord, from temptation, evil, and sin today. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. <coughs> And uh, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ Lord, I never thought I would have to pray on two tracks, Lord, for my own family and for the families of others. But uh, you did say in your holy word that two women will be grinding at the meal one will be taken and the other left and the truth of the matter is Lord contrary to what 
the sweet evangelical Christian movement and the sweet charismatic Christian movement has taught down through the years led by the devil they didn't know it they didn't realize it and they probably did not mean to do it but everybody in the church is not saved and just because they're in church does not mean they are saved so and just because they're in a family head by uh, headed by a Christian or led by a Christian does not mean everybody in the family is saved and so Lord we have to pray more precisely and it's all by your leadership, your guidance, and your direction because you changed the way I pray because of this. And so, Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of everyone in my family, including my wife, Marika White, uh, who has failed as a woman, as a wife, and as a mother for over 34 years as she has admitted herself. And, uh, and the main reason why she failed is because she refused in her pride to lay aside her religious uh, experience and uh, and didn't choose true salvation and it's all rooted in her uh, Jamaican pride, her Pharaohistic pride. I know of many others who are like this even in America. They look to their religious upbringing in the church that they are a member of for their salvation and they don't look to you they look to what they call their good works and the fact that they went to church faithfully <coughs> as their salvation uh, and not you for their salvation and it's easy to do uh, for I was going down that path as well many years ago but I thank you for leading me away from that and calling me uh, away from that. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would not only save her, but Lord help her to understand you will save her if she would humble herself and truly believe in you and nothing else and denounce her false religious activity that she did when she was 16 years old as I had to do and uh, Holy Father God we pray for all of my children uh, for Lord my mind is already in heaven as I'm already seated in heavenly places by your grace don't deserve it been dead for many years uh, by your grace 
and so I'm my mind is not on too much what's happening here but uh, making sure that my family members and my loved ones and others uh, are not going to die on a humbug thinking that they're saved on their religion and not being born again by your grace and believing in you uh, and so Holy Father God I pray that for I pray this rather for thousands millions of other families who the family names the name of Christ but everybody in the family is not saved in fact some are demon possessed And so, Lord, open their blinded eyes and stop the deaf ears. Block the devil and the demons of hell from their lives. And, Lord, I pray today that you'd cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Lord, out of uh, my wife's life, Marika White, cast the devil and the demons of hell out of the lives of some of the people in our family who have this serious problem on both sides and even some children and Lord help them to turn to you Lord Jesus Christ and to truly get saved give everybody in our family and all other families that name the name of Christ sweet victory over the world the flesh and the devil Lord uh, at this time we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would please rebuke and bind the devil his demons and his hosts uh, Lord from uh, our family and from all other families that name the name of Christ in this day and time for in the words of Mrs. Ruby Gooding if there ever was a time to pray that time is now as she said this is a praying time every child of God ought to spend a good portion of their day praying to you as you have commanded us to to pray without ceasing to pray always to uh, continue instant in prayer you gave us a parable to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint and uh, so Holy Father God grant us your energy your strength your unction your anointing your faith and the power of your Holy Spirit to pray without ceasing always and Lord we pray that you would deliver those of us who are saved from temptation evil and sin deliver all of us from temptation evil and sin grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right to live right to think right to do right to act right and to do that which is pleasing in your sight for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever Pave the way for each and every one of us, Lord, who are your born-again children. 
uh, open up doors for us that no man can shut, truly lead us and guide us and direct us in the path and in the way that you want us to go. Lord, bring things, continue to bring things to pass. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would indeed help us all to humble ourselves and to pray. Those of us who are born again and saved, help us to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, Lord Jesus Christ, our first love. And Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving around the world in this country, in our communities, in our churches, in our families, and in our lives. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, please lift our burdens, cares, worries, anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears from our hearts, our minds, souls, and spirits for those of us who are born again and saved. Help us not to be proud and arrogant and think that we can handle all that is happening uh, in our lives as it seems like the end of the world has come upon us. And so Holy Father God, help us to be humble, help us to acknowledge you in all of our ways, uh, help us to love you back, fear you, obey you and be faithful to you. And to be thankful, thankful for all that you've done for us. And Lord, I do pray that you would, if we're willing to truly confess our sins and repent of our sins and turn from our wicked ways. Holy Father God, uh, and, and repent and do right in your sight and do right by you. Please deliver us by your grace still from all of our uh, tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions. Distresses and afflictions. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would deliver us all from our spiritual and mental, uh, physical, emotional, family, uh, financial, student loan debt issues, student progress problem issues, people not moving forward. So many young people depressed and defeated and discombobulated by the chastisement and rebuke that's happening to the church and the judgment upon the world for our evil against you, our arrogancy against you, 
and Lord continue to help people realize that we reap what we sow and that vengeance you said is mine I will repay thank you Lord for your justice thank you Lord for your grace and Holy Father God I thank you for it all uh, uh, some would say is good and bad but all of your all that you do is good and for our good uh, even lost people must realize we can't keep going on in the way that we're going and uh, certainly those who know about you and who know you know that and so Holy Father God I pray that you would bless and protect uh, Lord continue to do your will as far as chastising us and rebuking us and judging the world and thank you for while uh, chastisement and rebuke and judgment uh, has fallen and is falling upon us thank you for remembering mercy as Lord we know uh, you will and uh, we know you have because things could be and should be far worse for the truth of the matter is the whole earth should be cast into hell so thank you for your love thank you for your mercy thank you for your grace and in the midst of chastisement rebuke and judgment and holy father god protect us all from uh, a housing crisis a food crisis a medical crisis and a utilities crisis and all of those things are afoot and some are suffering from these things already very seriously the homeless rate has already increased while billionaires and millionaires are showing off their wares and their vacations and so forth while people are losing and happy talk preachers and happy talk politicians are trying to keep people from panicking while they're losing their homes, losing their utilities, and so forth. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that you would continue to intervene. And, uh, Lord, I pray also that you would bless and protect my family tonight. Thank you so much for the privilege uh, to raise uh, my seven children by myself humanly speaking, but with you working miracle after miracle after miracle and allowing us to uh, complete that journey magnificently and with great joy and great cheerfulness and great happiness and in my case thousands, maybe millions of precious memories and all of us landing uh, in a beautiful place. I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor, and I thank you, Lord, for all of my children that I have raised by your grace, all are willing to serve and to help in the ministry even after they leave. And my heart is so blessed, and I give you the glory the praise and the honor for that. <clears throat>
Now, Lord, uh, they are going to be faced with many temptations. <coughs> there are many devilish people outside of the church and inside of the church and inside of our family who would like to take the shine off of their lives and to take the joy out of their lives and even to try to turn them against me because of what I preach. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that they will not fall for the demonic okie-doke. I pray that you will protect my children, protect our family from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil. And from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, evil people in the world. place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the blood of Christ. and Make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. And, uh, Lord, give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Lord, receive all glory. <coughs> holy Father God, Receive all glory, praise, and honor to your name, for we're not even worthy to give it to you, as you know, and lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, so that others may see him in these last days and come to know him as Savior. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Oh, I wish I could sing have a little talk with Jesus. Even as a sinner, you can have a little talk with Jesus. And the, and the verse goes, he'll make you whole. And even as a saint, you can have a little talk with Jesus and he'll make everything all right. Or he'll make you all right. And that's making everything all right. Pardon me for a minute. Ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> pardon me. Ladies and gentlemen. Brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing today the Word of God, the Holy Bible, thus saith the Lord. and contrary to the great falling away in the church uh, we need the Word of God still every day Proverbs chapter 11 verses 22 through 31 as a jewel of gold 
in a swine's snout, so is a fair woman which is without discretion. The desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked is wrath. There is that scattereth, and yet increaseth, and there is that withholdeth more than is meet, but it tendeth to poverty. The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. He that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse him, but blessing shall be upon the head of him that selleth it. He that diligently seeketh good procureth favor, but he that seeketh mischief, it shall come, uh, it shall come unto him. He that trusteth in his riches shall fall, but the righteous shall flourish as a branch. He that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind, and the fool shall be servant to the wise of heart. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. Behold, the righteous shall be recompensed in the earth, much more the wicked and the sinner. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you for your holy word, and I pray that it will find a lodging place in the hearts of your people everywhere, that it will bring about conviction in the hearts and lives and a hunger for those, Lord, who need to be saved. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense podcast episode number 987 
where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary or the Matthew Henry Commentary. My beloved, this podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 where it says Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast, my beloved, is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, It is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God to come and saved from the eternal burning hell by believing in the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ who said the most loving, most magnificent, and most important words ever said in the history of the world when he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Can you remember a day when you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and you met him as your Savior? And he saved your soul and he changed your life. In the words of the old black saints, he picked you up and turned you around and started you on your way in him. Do you know Jesus Christ as your savior? Not church membership, that means nothing not uh, giving money to the church that means nothing God does not need your money for your salvation you don't have enough money Bezos does not have enough money to pay for salvation Elon Musk does not have enough money to pay for salvation it's not about your work for the church or for the Lord Uh, that means nothing as far as your salvation is concerned you say I got baptized that's good but that does not save you you say I speak in tongues that's interesting but that does not save your soul has nothing to do with your salvation You say, well, preacher, I shouted and ran through the church. 
Uh, you're going to shout more than that and run more than that in hell. That has nothing to do with your salvation. You say, one, one day, preacher, I had a tingle down my spine and down my leg. Uh, that has nothing to do with your being born again. Have you ever heard of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, intentionally believed in him and believed his gospel that he suffered he bled and he died on the cross for your sins was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God did you believe in him that day did you believe in his gospel that day and did he save your soul and change your life now here's how you know whether or not you got saved. Your life has changed in that whereas before you didn't think anything of your sins. You thought it was wrong like I did when I was growing up if, if people didn't sin with you. You thought, you thought they were crazy. If they didn't run with you in your evil. Your goal in life was to sin. Uh, over and over again and you didn't feel guilty about it at all by nothing you did but once you have met Jesus Christ and you have believed in him and received him into your heart you will never be the same about sin you will feel terribly guilty by just having an evil thought by lusting after a fine woman by saying a curse word by uh, uh, you'll be concerned about even temptations and you will feel guilty about any sin you're very sensitive to sin if you're truly born again it bothers you Whereas before, it did not bother you. Sin it never bothered me before I got saved December the 19th, 1979. Like I told you, I thought something was wrong with you. You were messed up if you didn't sin with me. <clears throat> That's how wicked I was. But after that day, when Jesus Christ came into my life, sin has bothered me to no end ever since I've been saved I can't even have an evil thought there's something on the inside of me there's somebody on the inside of me besides me bringing conviction and bringing up some issues and bothering me and making me feel guilty until I confess it and repent of it because my fellowship with Jesus, with God, with the Holy Spirit is broken if I sin against God now. And I don't like that feeling at all. So that's how you know that you're saved. That's one of the uh, marks of a Christian.
So do not tell me that you're saved and you're still living in fornication, that is having sex freely without the benefit of marriage in God's sight. Don't tell me you're still you're saved and you're committing adultery and you're shacking up and you are a homosexual or a lesbian and it doesn't bother you. You have never been born again if that's happening. Or that you are a drunkard. You're, you're taking drugs that alter your mind that God gave you to use for his glory. My dear friend, you have never been born again. You may be a church member. You may have gotten baptized five times. You may have shouted and uh, ran around the church, jumped, spoken a million tongues. You're dying. You're going to die and go to hell if you don't re believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of your sins. All of that activity, giving of money, does not mean anything until uh, as far as your being born again or being saved is concerned. So if you want to be saved, my dear friend, obey what Jesus Christ told you to do and mean it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He was speaking of himself. His name is Jesus Christ. Born of the Virgin Mary. That means that no man has sex with Mary before Jesus Christ was born. He was born of God. He is the Son of God. And he never sinned in word, thought, and deed so that he could die for our sins. His other name is Emmanuel, which means God with us. John the Baptist, his forerunner, said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. Jesus Christ proceeded to show the world that he is God in the flesh <clears throat> by walking on the water that he made. He walked on the water because he made it. He was taking a nap one day on his ship and everybody got all up in arms because a very bad storm hit while they were at sea. Jesus came out on the deck and said, Peace, be still. Translation, that means wind, be quiet. Waves, sit down. And the wind and the waves obeyed him. Which moved the disciples to say, what manner of man is this? Well, he's the Son of God, which means he is God. He broke up multiple funerals by raising the dead person out of the coffin. 
Why? Because he is the Son of God, which means that he is God. <clears throat> That's why the Jews killed him, because he said he was God. He was the Son of God, rather. And they understood that to mean that he was God in the flesh. The world met God in the flesh. He fed thousands with just a box of lunch from a little boy. Miraculously. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He healed the blind and gave them sight. He healed the deaf and gave them the ability to hear. He healed what we used to call the dumb, those who could not speak, and gave them the ability to speak. Nobody had to pay him any money. He never tried to raise a $1,000 seed offering for it. He did it freely. He went to the tomb of Lazarus and said, Lazarus, come forth. He had been dead for several days. And he came out in his mummy clothes and sat down and ate dinner with Jesus, Martha, and Mary. These are biblical historical facts. Nobody in their right mind would make these things up. Not only that, they could not make these things up. No human being could have, could have ever thought of this. So believe in him. He is the Son of God. He is the Savior of the world. You really don't. Just, just look around. Read the newspaper. You have no hope other than Jesus Christ. Believe in him. That he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Call on his name, for the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ask him to save you. If you come to Jesus Christ, the Bible says he will in no wise cast you out. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend, and thou, you, shall be saved. If you're willing to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and get saved today, pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight for I am a sinner and I have broken your Ten Commandments I have lied before 
I've stolen things before. I have lusted in my heart after people and things before. I have coveted what other people have. I have dishonored and disobeyed my parents. I have dishonored and disobeyed you by taking your holy name in vain. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now, by your grace, believe in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to truly repent of my sins and turn from my wicked ways and follow you, Lord Jesus Christ, in the new life. For it is in your holy name, Lord Jesus Christ, I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, as I did over 43 years ago, uh, congratulations. If you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, now to grow in God's grace and to become the Christian disciple that God wants you to be. I want you to go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book free of charge entitled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. It will give you the next steps in your Christian growth that will stabilize you and help you to be what God wants you to be. It will start you on your way if you do what it tells you to do based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible. Also, uh, email us at dw3, the numeral 3, at gospellightsociety.com and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and send you some extra material as well. If you have a prayer request, you're going through a difficult time right now, uh, send that to the same email. And we will pray for you until we tell you to stop. Now, for those of you who just prayed that prayer with me and you got saved, uh, we're going to uh, resume our service already in progress, standing between the living and the dead service at the point of our Bible study 
and this will be your first Bible study after you uh, got saved. So today, beloved, we're reading Malachi chapter 3, verse 14. Ye have said it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? That was Malachi 3.14. Now, here is the sense of it or the understanding of it with the help of the Holy Ghost of God and the Bible knowledge commentary of Dallas Theological Seminary. The people said it is futile to serve God. <clears throat> futile may also be translated vain. It is vain to serve God. And we have many people in the church who believe like this today. Many prosperity gospel preachers and people and many former prosperity gospel preachers and people believe this. I say former because God has killed the prosperity gospel through the coronavirus plague. Ironically, the people in a sense were indicting themselves, saying their own worship and service of the Lord was empty vain, useless, and without result. Hence they felt they gained no benefits from serving God. They asked, what did we gain by serving God? What is in it for me? They presumed they had been faithful to God, carrying out His requirements and they presumed they had repented of their misdeeds going about like mourners before the Lord Almighty they thought all that remained was for God to fulfill his part of his bargain and bless them <clears throat> they were subtly suggesting that God was not keeping his promises, that God was not keeping up with his end of the deal. The problem, of course, was not on God's side. Malachi had already demonstrated that God was responding to them in accord with the covenant. However, his response was not in the form of blessing which they desired. Two reasons explain this. Number one, the people's hearts were not right with God. And that is the case today. They were disobedient. And their hearts were not right with God. That's the main thing. See, when your heart is not right with God, you're not going to do right by people. 
and you're not going to do right, period. One of the things that I've told my wife over our 34-year marriage is you just need to get your heart right with God. You don't need to focus on this one little thing here and this one little thing here, this thing. Get your heart right with God permanently. And all of that will go away. And I say the same thing to you. Number two, some of the people who made the complaint were guilty of the myopic legalism that eventually led to Jewish Phariseeism in the first century A.D. This legalism concentrated on performing certain rigorous activities and not doing other things as the means of vindicating themselves before God. In other words, they would do some religious activities but not live it out behind the scenes, making them hypocrites. But this actually stifled the full expression of inner righteousness required by God because God looks on the heart. God is like the police officers and the police investigators. They're concerned about the motive. Why you are doing what you're doing. Thus their works would not be accepted as proper covenant obedience. God requires external obedience, but it must stem from the heart. And this, my dear friend, this obedience is not to vindicate one's own righteousness, but to manifest God's righteousness. It's all about God and His glory, praise, and honor. Not your glory, praise, and honor. Believers today are in a much better position than Old Testament saints because those in the body of Christ have received the permanently indwelling Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, who can overcome the flesh in manifesting the righteousness of God. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your gospel that has been preached. Thank you, Lord, for the souls that have been saved. Thank you for your holy word that uh, takes us deeper and helps us to understand uh, what life is all about and what the Christian life is all about and what it should be. And so, Lord, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. Help us to take heed to your Holy Word, to love it, to cherish it, to obey it, and to apply it to our lives. For those of us who are preachers, to give ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of your Holy Word. And so that others can hear the gospel so that they can be saved. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we move over 
or rather we move on to the family verses the family segment and we're on our second day of hearing what God has to say to the husband <clears throat> as a reminder you will find out in the Christian life that one of the big things with God is that people are reminded of his word and unfortunately we're such sinners we need to be reminded quite often Ephesians chapter 5 verses 25 through 32 husbands love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word and so we see in that second verse husbands you have a job to do in my case I had to do it every day of our marriage as uh, my wife's husband and you probably will too you probably will have to do that and that is pray with her and read the Bible to her and with her and teach the Bible to her I know that for some women they're angry about my saying that like she's a little child or something she may not be a little child but she's the weaker vessel and if the devil can't get you he's going to go for the juggler vein in your wife and try to get you that way so you need to pray with her first thing in the morning pray for her for the rest of the day pray with her at night and read the Word of God to her and teach her the Word of God for you are her pastor not the pastor of the church did you hear what I said you're your wife's pastor not the pastor of the church that's a that's one been one of the problems in the church over the past years and some pastors like that like that they want the affection of your wife uh, that you ought to have and you are not to let them have that and you become her pastor anything dealing with the church the pastor and the pastor's wife must go through you not through her through you see see for this is the reason why some of you people some of you men have foolishly allowed your wife uh, to fall in love with the pastor why because she's because he's feeding her the most important thing for her and that is the Word of God so if you're not doing it eventually whether the pastor is trying to do it or not he's going to win over her affection because he is, is give, giving her the most important thing she needs which is the Word of God. Now let me shock the daylights out of you in case you don't know. Now the pastors who, who have a discernment understand they know this. Why is there so much adultery in the church? 
why is there so much fornication in the church and 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 and, and why are there so many concubines to the pastor let me help you listen to me very carefully once you settle spiritual issues which is connected to your psychology and your emotional system once you get that settled <clears throat> and the person over you is the one who helped you to get there unfortunately and sadly and it should not be this way getting in the bed is very easy to do that's why you should not let the man in your church the pastor or the teacher or the associate pastor get all close and 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 and, and uh, snugly with your wife sir this is why I have told husbands, including my brother, before he died. Do not let your wife go up to that church, work in the church, or go up to that church without you. Now, there was a time in our society then that would be fine. That's not fine anymore, and it was not fine for the past 20, 30 years. Some sometimes some wicked pastors intentionally stole the affections of your wife by feeding her the most important thing to her. Once you get all that squared away, it's easy to get them in the bed. It's easy for people to slide over into sex because these are the most important things in life. Salvation spiritual strength and growth and whoever is feeding her that can easily win her over in her mind she says I'm his husband but he's not feeding me what I need the most and so I, I'm transferring she's not trying to do this it happens because once you take care of spirituality psychology emotional uh, emotional system which is all, all of that is connected, then it's just one step to, to sex. And people who, and men who know how to get your, get your woman or your wife know how to do that. Some know how to do it and intentionally try to do it. Some don't, don't uh, intentionally try to do that, but it happens. That's why In the home and in the church, men need to be in charge because men don't get deceived like that. They know what they're doing. Women can easily be deceived by the devil before you know it. She's talking about, oh, I don't know how, how that happened. I don't know. I just don't know how that happened. Okay? She was deceived by the devil. And oftentimes the devil is a man. So don't let your wife, you feed your wife the word of God, sir. You pray with your wife. You get all, all of her spiritual nourishment ought to come through you. If you go to church, you go together. And nowadays, I, especially nowadays with the coronavirus plague, I would uh, encourage you to be the pastor. Look, look at me. Look at me real good. All pastors, all you pastors, listen to me very carefully. 
who you're trying to still get people to come into church and, and, and into the church building uh, to destroy them with the coronavirus plague. You need to deputize all, pa all husbands as the pastors of their home and let those families stay at home and train your new pastors, the husbands, uh, like you should have trained them all along to have family devotions. And you stick with that and you emphasize that, that they have family devotions or family church before they join you online for church. And, and have the husbands to teach their wives and to answer the questions of their wives and not, I need to go ask the pastor, no you don't, sit down. What, do I, I want to know what the pastor thinks about this. The pastor has nothing to do with you. And you should not have anything to do with the pastor. Any question you have for me, ask me at home. Now see, some of you women right now, you can't stand that. But you want to be footloose and fancy free and running up in the pastor's faith, face and, and disrespecting her, uh, the pastor's husband, um, the pastor's wife. Trying to turn yourself into a concubine. The devil is a lie. Husbands, do not, I'm telling you again, do not let your wife go up to the church without you. Now, I don't care if she wants to go or not. She can't go without you. <clears throat> and if you still have your daughters with you, don't let them go up there without you. Nobody, my, my no, well, listen, while raising my children, my family together, uh, they never went to a church without me being there, never. Because there are many dogs in sheep's clothing, if you know what I mean, okay? And I know how it can happen, very quickly. So, with that, gentlemen and ladies, I'm going to leave that, uh, leave this portion uh, of this passage, or leave this passage until tomorrow. The Lord Terrence is coming and we live. Let's pray for other families. Let's pray for other people. And let's go home for a while. For if the Lord Shatara is coming, I'll be preaching tonight. And if the Lord gives me strength, I'll be preaching tonight. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word and the revelations from your holy word. And Holy Father God, I do pray for the salvation of all families that don't know you as Savior. Revive those who do. And Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of those who are lost around the world. Revive those who are saved. Heal those who are sick. Comfort those who are grieving and morning.
and Holy Father God around the world. I pray for all people who name the name of Jesus Christ. Have mercy and grace upon all of us and forgive us of our sins of disobeying your great commandment and disobeying your great commission. I pray that you'll help all of us to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, I do pray for all people who are in the ministry of government, save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, cast the devil and the demons of hell out of the people who are, who have that problem in government. Protect all of your Christian people who are being persecuted around the world. And Holy Father God, we pray for the millions again who are suffering and grieving and mourning uh, because of the coronavirus plague and other plagues and other issues. Draw them to yourself for salvation. We pray for the millions, yes, Lord, but we also pray for a few by name. We pray for the family and friends of Louisiana resident John Edward Taylor Sr. We pray for the family and friends of Texas resident Connie Ray Consler. We pray for the family and friends of California resident Mitchell Archer. We pray for the family and friends of Tennessee resident Joshua Charles McFeeters. We pray for the family and friends of Florida resident Jay Patel. And Holy Father God, we pray for all of the people who have sent in prayer requests down through the years here and answer their prayers. And here and answer our prayers for them, and we pray today for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings. Lord, upon them all. <clears throat> and Lord, we pray the same prayer requests for the people who have sent in prayer requests uh, here, uh, Lord, today. And Pastor Bushibi has sent in a new prayer request. And Lord, uh, and we praise you and together and thank you for many answers to prayer already. And we pray that you would bless and protect and uh, continue to use the ministries that are being started through his ministry. And Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, for All of the people on the prayer list today, we pray for Rhonda. Please bless her with bless her finances. We pray for Linda. Please heal Jesse's voice. Please help her with her flip house. Heal her from anxiety and sleeplessness, and help her to have strong faith in Jesus Christ. Help her to come to know your Savior. If she's not saved, we also pray, Lord, for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel. 
through this pulpit, help them all to grow in the faith. We pray for these by name and the thousands who have made a profession of faith in you. We pray, Lord, for Debbie, Sarah, Colvin, Andrew, and Bundy. We pray also for the people who have rededicated their lives, who recommitted their lives to you. And Lord, do we thank you not only for these few, uh, and pray for not only for these few, but the thousands who have done this by your power. We pray for James, Coral, Nalia, Jarek, and Tiffany. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, if the Lord tires is coming and we live, uh, I will see you uh, later on this evening, uh, at least with the uh, Wednesday prayer service. If you want to join our family for, with pasta and pizza and all of that afterwards, uh, in the afterglow, go ahead and get that and be prepared for that. Uh, that's what we've had for over 34 years now. Pasta, pizza, and popcorn. Uh, in the afterglow service, after the Wednesday night service. <clears throat> if you have not started a tradition, maybe you might want to uh, do that with your family. And it does not have to be pizza, popcorn, and pasta uh, you can start another tradition but whatever the case make sure you have a wonderful prayer service and afterglow and uh, uh, make sure that you pray without ceasing until then remember Wednesday night prayer meeting should be about prayer and God's holy word let's pray Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for what you have done here today. Uh, we thank you for what you're doing and for what you will do. Receive all glory to your name. Lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and help us to do this until we die and step off into heaven. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time.